February 13th, 2024. We're in Masechet Berachot and Daf Kaf Aleph Amud Aleph in the first of the wide lines at the very end of the line. Ve'amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, says the Gemara. Haya Omed Bitfilav, person is in the middle of praying Amidah, Shachrit, Mincha, Adbit, Viniskar, and the person remembered as they're praying, Shehit Palel, that you already said Amidah for that Tefillah. You stop even if you're in the middle of a beracha. You started at Tachonin Ladam Da'at and you realize you already prayed. Stop even in the middle. That's the statement. For what reason? Well, your tefillah would be considered berachot levatala. They would be praying for no reason. You already fulfilled your obligation. Ini, is this really so? And this statement, as we discussed last time, is a question, Rashi and Tosafot, whether it's disagreeing with the uh, statement we had earlier or complementing it, an issue we addressed at the end of last class. But for our purposes, says the Gemara Ini, is this really so? Amarav Nachman, didn't Rav Nachman tell us, Ki Havinan be Rabbabar Avuha, when we were in the house or Bet Midrash of Rabbabar Avuha, Ba'an Mine Hane Bene Be Rav, Ba'an Mine. We asked him the following question. If there were students of the yeshiva, who made a mistake, it's Shabbat, and they start the Amidah, and they're up to after Atakadosh. At that point, of course, there's another new Beracha. Instead of going into that another new Beracha, they start saying Atahonen. So again, it's not a weekday where I realize that I already prayed. It's Shabbat. The question was, as I started the whole beracha, the weekday beracha, and then remembered, the question was, should we finish the beracha v'atahonen? Is it appropriate? Is it necessary that we finish? Ve'amarlan, and uh, Rav Nachman remembers, Rabba Baravuha answered us when we asked him this question, Gomrin kolata beracha, the halacha is you finish atahonen. Or if I found myself in Hashivenu or any other beracha, I finish that beracha. So that seems to be a blatant and utter contradiction. On the one that hand, you tell me, of course, that beracha, but not the continued lines in any of the other berachot of the Amidah. But that seems to be a contradiction. On the one hand, you told me if I already prayed Amidah and I find myself now repeating it, you stop even by Imsa. On the other hand, on Shabbat, when I'm not supposed to, quote unquote, be saying this beracha, but I find myself in it, anything after Atah Kadosh, I finish that beracha. Of course, then segueing into the Shabbat, if but why so? Isn't that a contradiction? Answers the Gemara, these cases are very different. Hashta means here, now. In other words, let's analyze this. Hatam means over there. In the second of the two cases, when we're dealing with Shabbat, Gavra, the individuals praying the Amidah, he's obligated in praying Amidah. In other words, technically speaking, on Shabbat, you should be praying all 19 berachot of Amidah, of Tefillah. But it's just that we have an abridged version of the Amidah, of the Shemone Esrei on Shabbat, because the rabbis didn't want to burden us, Mishum Kevot Shabbat, in order to honor Shabbat so that we're not stuck, so to speak, in prayer all day, and we have the ability to enjoy the sanctity of the day with food and rest and... 
engagement in Divrei Torah on a day when I'm not working. Well, as a result, that's why they exempt me from the rest. But technically speaking, I should be saying this beracha. Therefore, in a situation where you find yourself already saying that beracha, you finish the beracha. Aval Aren't there inappropriate things like you're not allowed to request things on Shabbat and a lot of the Amidah is requesting? That's an interesting question. The question that you're uh, posing is, Bakashot, we refrain from on Shabbat. There's an exception to that, though. If it's tofis beracha, if it's the beracha which the rabbis enacted, you say it. Matbeah or Tofis Beracha, you say it, which means to say if it's part of, so to speak, the Amidah, you would be able to say it. It's only if you're making an individual, personal, uh, personal uh, um, uh, wonderful question. Says the Gemara of Al-Hacha, but over here, meaning the case we were dealing with to begin with, where you started praying Amidah and remembered that you forgot that you had already said it, Hasalile. Didn't you already pray? In other words, the whole Amidah is inappropriate. You're a Gavra, in the words of the Gemara, an individual, Delav Bar who doesn't have an obligation. Okay, so that's the way the Gemara resolved this contradiction, and indeed, that's how it's Nifsak Lehalacha in each of those two cases. If a person is praying Amidah, realizing that they already prayed, Posek Fafilu Be'emsa Beracha. Persons on Shabbat, they find themselves in a Beracha of Hall, you finish that, and then go to Shabbat. On Sunday morning, you're praying the one of Shabbat? Absolutely. Because over there, there's no logic that you're a Gavra Bar I wonder how many times, if ever, that has happened. Says the Gemara, Here's where it's going to get a little interesting, and we're going to have to inject the words of Rabbeinu Yonah to understand this. If a person already prayed, And they enter into a knis, into the synagogue. And at this point, you find a kahala, minyan praying. And you're interested, because you already prayed, maybe biyahid, in praying together with the sibur, and getting the zechut, the merit of praying with a minyan, which we discussed already in Masech Berachot more than once, a tremendous merit. It helps the energy in terms of your tefillah. Uh, but I already prayed. Im the statement of Shimuel in this context, of course quoted by Rav Yehuda, is if you're able to be mehadesh davar, if you're able to find a novel request, somehow find within any or all, Haramban says ideally, of the Birachot, something that's not stated or wasn't stated the first time you prayed Amidah. Which means to say, in each of the Birachot, you can make a personal request. Find a unique aspect. Why would you need to be doing so? That's what would designate and show, say the Rishonim, that this is coming not in as, as an obligatory tefillah, but as an optional, what we call tefillat nedava. In other words, the Gemara is suggesting, Shemuel is suggesting, find yourself in this situation, don't just repeat the Amidah. You just repeat the Amidah you already prayed. Make it unique, call it a tefillat nedava, by having a unique novel expression within it. Well, that being the case, that's his next statement. The Gemara will question the following, and we're going to take a step back after we point out what it's going to question. It's going to question why these two statements of Shemuel were necessary. In other words, Shemuel just a moment ago told us that the halakha is if you found yourself already having prayed Amidah, and now you're in the middle of praying again, so you stop even in the middle, which, mean, which means that you can't just repeat Amidah. 
This statement, the Gemara understands, is identical. You've already prayed. You can't just pray again. Right, that's what the Gemara has gone to question. You understand, it seems to be re- 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 um, repetitive. Uh, what I want to just point out from Rabbeinu Yonai is, why didn't Shimuel just a moment or two ago tell us, I already prayed, and now I'm in the middle of praying, and I realize that I already prayed. Why don't you just be Mahadesh Badava now? Why don't you know just now, I, oh my goodness, I'm in Atahonem, but I already prayed. No but I'd now. love to pray again. Uh, but I'd love to pray again. I can only pray because of the Zuchut of the Minyan. Otherwise, you're saying you could just pray a hundred times every morning? Just keep going? Um, I mean, there is a statement. I mean, the minyan wasn't sufficient. You're saying it's the minyan plus a hidush davar? The way Rabbeinu Yonah suggests is, yes, you could repeat. Again, this is not often to be discussed separately. We don't often do, if ever, tefillat nidava. You could if your mindset at the onset, at the beginning of your amidah is, this is tefillat nidava. That, by definition, you establish this prayer as a non-obligatory, as an, uh, uh, a donation or a uh, from-my-own-heart prayer as opposed to obligate, that's effective if it's from the onset. In the situation where you're in the middle of praying, you establish this prayer, you locked in, so to speak, as an obligatory tefillah, which is inappropriate. That's why posek v'afilubayim. So, but again, back to the Gemara, that's what Rabbeinu Yonah writes uh, in the back of the Gemara. But uh, back to our issues in the Gemara, this seems to be repeti- repetitive. On the one hand, you told me you don't just repeat Amidah. And on the other hand, you told me you don't just repeat Amidah. It was necessary for Shimuel to teach us both of these seemingly repetitive statements. On, on the one hand, had he just taught me the first statement where I prayed, as you said a moment ago, either Bisibur twice or Biyahid twice, I would have thought to say Yahid Biyahid or Sibur Bisibur. When is it that if I remembered I already prayed, as I mentioned the last time we learned uh, together, um, was if I prayed in the, uh, in the school, in the yeshiva earlier? And then I'm in the knees, and but I prayed with the minyan there. I prayed with the minyan here. Posek vafilu So you already prayed with the minyan, or I prayed biyachid, and now it's later in the day, and I'm praying biyachid. Okay, there posek vafilu But maybe I would have said avayachid legabesibur kemandas la saledame. But I would have said maybe that if I prayed the first time biyachid. And now I found the Sibur Mitpalilim. I find the congregation of Minyan who's praying together. Maybe I don't need a Hidush Tadar. Maybe now it's altogether and entirely appropriate to tap into, uh, to tag myself along with the uh, Zechut of the Sibur. It's Keman Kemi de la Saledame, Kemi Shalohit Palel. It's almost as if I didn't pray the first time. That's what Shimuel teaches us through the second example that it's not so. Even though you're, you know, bumping yourself up, you're raising yourself a level to a sibur, you still already prayed. So then, why didn't you just teach me the second case? I got that added hidush, right? That I went from sibur to from yachid to sibur. It's still not sufficient to say that I could just repeat Amidah. So then why didn't you the first case? Viyash minan hacha. Had he just taught us over here, meaning the case of nichnas le sibur wants to pray again, mishum de la atchilba. Maybe there you would have said the reason he can't just go ahead with the Amidah is because, well, he hasn't started the Amidah yet. Aval hatam, but the first case of Shumuel, de atchilba, where he already began praying Amidah, maybe I would have said, emalo. Maybe I would have said, 
like, well, he already started. You're going to stop him in the middle? Haram, Abisir, inappropriate. He's got Sericha. That's why it was necessary for Shemuel to teach us both of those statements. Okay, those are, again, both Nifsak Lehalachan, as the Gemara told us, necessary for us to understand. We will, at a later point, return to the conversation in Halacha about Tefilat Nedava, about how appropriate it is. Don't forget, we did have an interesting statement about, and, and a conversation about how we're posek or not, of Rabbi Yohanan Ulevaishit Padel Adam Kolayom Kulo. We saw that on Daf Kafalaf Amudalf. That's a significant line. Is that still binding? Was it ever? What did it mean? Longer and important conversations to be had. But for our purposes, let's continue. So let's Okay, a person enters into the knees, has not prayed already finds that the kahal, the minyan, is already in the middle of praying. Not only the... Amidah. Or they're going to get up to Amidah. And you have to now calculate. Let's imagine it's Minha. And they're in Minha. And they're in the If you'll be able to pray, and you can determine based on your knowledge of how long it takes you to pray Amidah, how long it will take this Hazan to do Hazarat Tashas and to do the repetition of the Amidah. And you determine that I'll be done before um, the Hazan gets up to Modim. Yitpaleh. In Hazara. That's right. In Hazara. Usually is the case. Okay. Unless they're about to start. Depends, depends the timing, depends how, how long your Amidah is. Yitpalel. Vimlav al yitpalel. If that's the case, yitpalel. Otherwise, al yitpalel. That's an interesting statement. It means that we're very concerned, according to the simple reading of the Gemara, that a person be a part of Modim de Rabbanan. Rashi, what's Modim de Rabbanan? In the repetition of the Amidah, when the Sibur, when the people who are there, uh, maybe raise themselves a little bit and have a response to the modim, which the hazan is in the midst of saying. Rashi, um, uh, on the uh, left-hand side, says Rashi, uh, well, not yet. Okay, says the Gemara onward, um, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Amar. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi uh, gives an uh, alternative approach to this matter. Um Im v'ligmor ad shelo yagia shaliyah sibor liktusha yitpalel. A statement of Yoshua ben Levin, contrast, uh, unlike that initial statement of Rav Huna, is that if a person can say Amidah on his own, finish before they get up to Naktishach, up to Keter, up to the Hazarat Hashats, but the early stages when they get up to what's called Kedushah. A person needs to be able to be a part of the Sibur for the Kedushah. Those are the two opinions. Now, this second opinion clearly is that, and again, what's if you're not able to, then you hold off, you wait for that, and then you pray, right? That's what's clear from our Gemara. You wait for Natishah to start that. Right? That's the simple reading of the Gemara. Or you wait for Modim de Rabbanan, right? You don't pray while they're praying. Right, so we didn't address that yet, but that's the simple reading of the Gemara. We haven't seen such an option in our Gemara. But those are the two opinions. Is it that it's necessary that I be present, so to speak, halachically speaking, for Modim de Rabbanan, much later, as you said, oftentimes going to be the case, or I need to be present and open for Kedushah, the Naktishach, um, Tosafot, the second one, for a moment, En Yahid Mitpalel Kedushah, we're going to read those words, 
uh, in context in the Gemara in a moment or two, but for a moment, the Chen Halacha is referring to those final words in the Gemara, Aval Hamitpalel Im HaHazan. So Tosafot talks about a reality where a person saying Amida with the Hazan, Yomar Im and in such a circumstance, Tosafot raised the reality, matter-of-factly, where you're praying together with the Kahal in order to say Kedusha. You're not considered a Yahid, even though you're not answering, you're actually a part of the Sibur, but you're saying Naktishach together with them. That would be appropriate. That is the halakha today, that if a person finds themselves in such a situation, they pray with the sibur, with the shaliyah sibur, with the hazan. The question will be, and we're going to address that right now, is what about a person who, let's say we're trying to fulfill this first opinion. Let's say, the first opinion, that of Rav Huna. Rav Huna's opinion was, you want to be ready for modim. So I pray together with the hazan. Does it need to be, and therefore I finished the, the amidah beforehand? in order so that I was able to say modim as a uh, sibur, or is my modim as an individual praying at the same time as the hazan sufficient for whatever it is that he's uh, driving uh, to us? Take a look at Rashi, Rav Huna Savar. Maybe we should still continue in the Gemara and come to that question in a second. Says the Gemara, Indeed, I'm trying to build up the anticipation. Again, so the Gemara presented these two opinions. Now says the Gemara, What are they disagreeing about? Rav Huna and Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. After all, they gave us two different points that you need to be... Uh, able to respond to, able to be a part of, what are they disagreeing about? Answers the Gemara, Mor savar yahid omer kedusha, Mor savar en yahid omer kedusha. It's a fascinating statement. The Gemara seems to suggest that the mahlok, um, it is about whether a yahid, an individual, can say kedusha or not. In other words, kedusha meaning naktishach. In other words, the suggestion is that Rav Huna maintains that a yahid, an individual, is praying amidah, they get up to mehaya metim, they can, even though the hazan's not up to that, say naktishach. That's the simple reading of the Gemara. Rashi, as explained by Rashba, will interpret this differently. Rashi will already, as interpreted by Rashba, suggest that this means when you're a yahid, we're not even going to go lahalacha this way, you're a yahid with a sibur, which means to say, I'm praying by myself, but there's a congregation around me. I might not be in tune with them, but I'm together with nine other men or ten other men. Under such circumstances, according to Rav Huna, whom we don't follow lahalacha, I can say naktishach as an individual. Because there happens to be because there are Because there are team. others together there. That's right. They don't know they're part of it. Well, the fact that they're present is sufficient. Uh, understood? The difficulty is understood. The, your alternative in the Gemara is that an individual could just read that on his own, even if he's in a room by himself. Rashi Ravunas Avar. Yahid Hamitpaleh, listen to the next two words. Im Hasibur. You heard those words? That's the reading of Rashbai and Rashi. Omer Kadosh. So says Rashi, you can say Naktishach as a Yahid if you're together with others. Hilkach. Therefore, if you can't and won't finish the Amidah before the Hazan gets to Naktishach, that's okay, because you can say it on your own. Aval, 
These are the words of Rashi I wanted to address earlier. Modim, modim, imeno omro im hasibur, haroe et kulam koreim, hueno korea, nirake kofer bemishahaverav mishtahavin lo. Rashi gave us the logic for Rav Huna with regards to Modim. What's so significant about this Modim? Anakdishach, okay, it's Hakdashah, it's talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as part of a congregation, sanctifying his name. Modim is fantastic, it's very important. Why is it that Modim was the cutoff for Rav Huna to make certain that you're able to respond? Explains Rashi, it's because if everyone else is bowing and you're standing straight that seems as if you're being kofir, you're scoffing at the bore olam whom everyone else is bowing to, right? Do you follow? In other words, Rashi's logic as he applies it to Rav Hunai is everyone else is bowing down, you're not, that looks wrong. That in turn says Tosafot, if you'll take a look at Tosafot briefly with me, says therefore, if an individual is not going to finish the Amidah per se, but he'll be in tune, remember we were talking about a moment or two ago, with the Hazan, during Hazarat Hashas, during the repetition of the Amidah, and he gets up to Modim, it's not about the words per se that he says the Modim de Rabbanan, it's about the fact that he's bowing together with everyone, right? In other words, it looked wrong, says Rashi, according to Rav Huna, that everyone's bowing and he is not, says Tosafot, provided that you're bowing, that would be sufficient. Tosafot goes on and says, in, in, if you take a look at the right-hand side of Tosafot, The reasoning is, Tosafot writes, that you need to bow together with the Sibur. Uh, needs makes it can't look wrong that you're not bowing to the true God whom everyone else is. Vuhuadin, this is what we said. It means that we're tweaking the words of the Gemara. The Gemara said you need to be finished and make certain that you're answering modim or, or a part of modim. Says Tosafot, according to the logic of Rashi, it's not so. You can pray the full Amidah together with the Hazan through modim. It's not that you need to speed up at the end. If you do it as you said, the way we do it. However, the Gemara didn't choose this circumstance. Says Tosafot, this logic which Rashi set forth that the whole ikar, the fundamental of here is that you bow with everyone else. They think that's the right interpretation, not the words of Modim de Rabbanan. Do you remember? Those are our two ways of understanding this Gemara. Either, let's review the Gemara very briefly. Either Rav Huna told us you need to be finished with the Amidah so that you can answer with Modim de Rabbanan, or as Rashi suggested, which Tosafot is running with, it's not that you need to be finished to answer Modim de Rabbanan, it's that you need to be bowing with them so it doesn't look wrong. Says Tosafot, we like Rashi. Want to know why? Because we don't find strong evidence for even this concept of Modim de Rabbanan in the Gemara. That's an interesting point. Maharsha points out that the Gemara in Masechet Sotan Daf Mem seems to allude, seems to tell us about Modim de Rabbanan. Nonetheless, the significance compared to Nakti Shach of Modim de Rabbanan, Tosafot seems to be honing in on that point, 
hard to believe they seem to be saying that Rav Huna's Ikar, his fundamental, is that you say Modim de Rabbanan as opposed to it just not look wrong. That's the suggestion of Tosafot. Tosafot continues. Rabbeinu Tam haya ragil kshahiyah mitpalel biyachid kshahazan magiyah lamodim haya koreyah makahal belo amirah kelal. How do you like that? Rabbeinu Tam would sometimes be in the middle of the amida. They would get up to modim. You want to know what he would do? He would bow. He was paying attention to what's going on. He would bow. After all, the whole issue here is that it looked wrong. He wasn't even up to Modim. He certainly hadn't finished. He would bow. He could only do it in the middle of the Beracha. The Gemara later on, will say it's forbidden to bow at the end of every Beracha. It's a strong enactment and statement. However, says Tosafot, Rabbeinu Tam's Minhag, they are somewhat critical of it. It does not appear from our Gemara that that would be appropriate. Why not? Because otherwise Rav Huna would have said, to heck with whether you got up to Modim with the Sibur or before the Sibur or not. Just make certain that you bow when you get up to the time that they're up to. The fact that the Gemara doesn't say that way seems to state that Rabbeinu Tam's Minhag was bidi'avad, was not ideal. Okay, let's finish the Gemara and then return to this Tosafot for a very important Mahloket that they have with Rashi. Again, our Gemara presented to us two opinions, Rav Huna and Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. A person who enters in, and this is a very common thing, a person, let's say at Mincha, enters into the synagogue room, the Minyan, and they're already in the middle. Should he start with the Sibur? They're all quiet. He looks at someone's Sidur and he sees uh, this individual is uh, just beginning his Amidah. Should he jump in or not? The individuals at the end of the Amidah should jump in or not. The Kivi'ah, the determination is by what the Hazan will get up to in terms of his involvement. If he can pray now and get up to Modim or be finished before the Hazan gets up to it, says Rav Huna, he should do so. You got the merit of praying with the Sibur entirely and you got up to it like that. Alternatively, the second opinion of Bioshua ben Levi, it's significant most that you do Kedusha. Says the Gemara, what are they disagreeing about? As we discussed, whether you could say Kedusha as a Yahid, as we read Rashi carefully, specifically when you're as part of a Sibur, although not everyone agrees to that interpretation of Rashi. Okay. Says the Gemara, in concluding, Vechen, if, uh, concluding this conversation, some ten lines or so from the top, Vechen Amara Vadabar Ahava, we're now going to reiterate the point and make clear that Kedushah, Naktishah, and Keter needs to be with ten men. How do you know, and this seems to be simply and clearly accepted, that an individual can't say Kedushah. You need a Sibur, you need ten men. Pasuk says, I will be sanctified amidst Bnei Yisrael. Says the Gemara, amidst, among Bnei Yisrael, who said that means ten men. Anytime I'm dealing with what's known as a Davar Shebiktusha, you need ten men. Uh, of course, there's a separate conversation. What's a Davar Shebiktusha? But we, we know many of them. We're aware of certain situations, at the very least, Naktishach, which is sanctifying God's name, is considered a Davar Shebiktusha, matter of sanctity. Okay, that being the case, but what's the derasha? I understand the statement. My mashma. Where did you hear in the pasuk of v'niktashti betoch b'nei Israel that it means you need ten men? Detaner rabbanai ahuha derbichia baraba atya toch toch. The statement is we have a gezerah shava. The word toch in two places. Ketiva acha v'niktashti betoch b'nei Israel. And the one in the pasuk over here says, "I'll be sanctified." God exclaims, "Amidst among b'nei Israel betoch." And it says over there, Separate yourselves from this Eidah. 
Malehalan asara afkan asara. The same way over there, it's ten. So too, it's over here, ten. What's that case? What's that pasuki badelu mitochayda? Are you familiar? It's a pasuk, ironically, which is about adat korah. God turns to Moshe and Aharon and says to them, "Separate yourselves from this assembly." Who is ten over there? There was a lot more than ten, and in truth, God was talking about all of Am Yisrael. It's a lot more than ten. Maybe in order to say Naktishach, you need a lot more than ten. What type of dirasha is this? Toch toch from Adat Korach. The Gemara Masechet Megillah tells us it's a three-pronged Gezera Shava. It goes like this: the pasuk describes the bad Miragelim as an Eda. How many bad Miragelim were there? Ten. Eda gets linked into Korach. Ten. And then Toch, Mitoch, gets me back to Venektashi, but Toch Venezel teaching me, ultimately speaking, that you need ten people for Davar Shibiktusha. That's the concluding line on this. That's how we're Posek Lahalacha. Now we could read that second Tosafot again. En Yachid Mitpalel Kedusha, Vechen Halacha. The halacha is you don't say naktishach unless you're with the tzibur, even if you're praying in a room with ten others. Lastly, says the Gemara, and then we'll address Tosafot. Lastly, says the Gemara, udukule alma. What emerges then is everyone agrees mifsak la pasik. You wouldn't stop your amida in the middle. What do you mean you don't stop your amida in the middle? You don't stop to say modim drabanan. You don't stop to say naktishach. You're in the middle of the amida. Even though the Tzibur is up to that, you can't stop. Okay, we got it. Not for Naktishach, not for Modim de Rabbanan. Beautiful. Iba'aya lehu. The question is the following. Iba'aya, they had a question. Lehu to them, meaning the rabbis in the Midrash. You're in the middle of Amida and someone saying Kaddish. Hazan's even saying Kaddish. Do you stop to answer Amen Yehesheh so you might say, Pashut, not. We never stop in the Amidah. Okay, how do you know you never stop in the Amidah? Why would I stop for Amen Yeheshem Meherabah? Probably because the Gemara and Dav Gimel, in our Masechet, Masechet Berachot told us that any time B'nai Israel say, Amen Yeheshem Meherabah, remember, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol, as it were, as it is, is nodding his head, is saying, Asherah, how praiseworthy is the king who has a nation who praise him, etc. In other words, the Gemara describes in anthropomorphic language as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really engaged in this. Maybe you even stop your Amidah for that. Ki atar avdimi amar biyudah ver bishimon talmideh der biyohanan amre lakol en mafsikin. You don't stop for anything when you're praying Amidah. Hot except for min yeheshe mehagadol mevorach shafilo osek maaseh mekavah posek. Even if you're engaged in the very lofty matters of Talmud Torah known as maaseh mekavah, the perakim and sefer Yehoshkel, which describe the upper chariot and throne of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, even there you stopped in order to answer min yeheshe meherabah. You feel. Familiar with this? Is that what you do? does not accord with that. Which means to say, we never stop the Amidah to answer anything. If you're walking in late, you want to make sure that you'll be able to say Nakdishach with the Kahal. If you want, as we discussed earlier, this Tosafot and Halakha Ma'aseh, you can start with the Hazan and that counts as being as part of the Kahal. Those are all halakha l'ma'aseh. What about, and this we'll conclude with, what about, I don't know how it happened. I started with the kahal. That's how it happened. And I went very late in my amida. And now they're up to naktishach. Lakolen mafsikin, you're not allowed to stop in order to respond naktishach. But I was supposed to be together with them and I want to be together with them. Do I continue reading or do I keep quiet and have intention to the naktishach that they're saying?
Do you follow the question? We establish you never stop. We establish Nakdishach is very important. We establish you can't say Nakdishach as an individual. Uh, well, I'm in the middle. I'm later. I'm somewhere in my Amidah, but I'm not up to Nakdishach, so I can't answer with the Hazan. I'm not up to that segment in the Tefillah. What am I to do over there? So if you'll take a look at the right-hand side back in this Tosafot, the words we were up to, some 15 lines or so from the top, maybe a little bit less, Vikatav Rashi Besuka. Do you see those words? What's the first line? What's the first Hacha. Line? First word in line, Hacha. Next word is Vikatav Rashi Besuka Perkulav HaGazul. Rashi Masech Tzukan Daflamet Het wrote, A person is praying and hears from the Hazan, Kaddish even. Uh, not only Kiddusha, Nakdisha, he hears him saying Kaddish as well. So he wants to answer, You can't. Do I keep quiet? You clearly can't respond. That was our Gemara. Ela rather says Rashi, instead of continuing to read, here's what you should do. Yishtok, keep quiet. Viamtin me'at, and keep and 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 wait a little bit while everyone answers. I'm injecting the words have kavana to tap into their words while everyone's saying naktishach or the hazan kavana to tap into his words. The gemara there masechet sukandaf lamet learns a specific and famous law. on Friday night if I'm in my parents' house, my father makes the kiddush. I'm not saying kiddush, but it's an obligation for me to say kiddush. The fact that I listened, it's as if I said it myself and I fulfilled the mitzvah. So too, that's true. A hazan is very important that he have in mind anyone who's in the middle of their amidah, otherwise you wouldn't have a shomei unless we say that any hazan, his tam kavana, his general intent is to be motzi, whether he cognizantly says that to himself in this moment or not. That's Rashi's suggestion. That indeed is how it's nifsak lahalachan shohan aruch. If a person in the middle of Amidah and they get up to Nakdishach, you stop and you have that kavana. V'yesh lamar, writes Tosafot, en la'asot, en la'asot kem. Says Tosafot quite clearly, basing themselves on our Gemara, this is not an ideal situation to be in. Right? In other words, based on this, what Rashi just told us, so what's our Gemara talking about? You walk into the Knees, you see them praying. Start! No, no, but then I'm going to miss Nakdishach. You're not going to miss Nakdishach. You'll get, when they get up to Nakdishach, you'll stop your Amidah and have intentions. Says Tosafot, not ideal. That's why our Gemara talks about ideal. Aniyah, when you actually use your mouth and you audibly and verbally say those words, that's ideal. And you can't say those words when you're in the middle of Amidah. You could only have Shomea uh, Ka'one. Tosafot will give their own, Rabbeinu Tamenri, different approach. Understand their approach, although not Nifsak Lahalacha, is more compelling even based on our sugya, Because according to Rashi, our Gemara should have said these words. It should have told you, or, not ideal, you could start, and if you never said those words. They, conceptually, and even though they don't say it, technically, disagree with Rashi. The opposite is actually true. If you're appealing to this law known as Shomea Ka'one, it would be considered pausing your Amidah and speaking if you keep quiet. 
You listening to those words? Shomea, listen to the next words. Kaone, listening is as if you're stating, as if you're speaking. Rabbeinu Tamen Ri, and I believe they're inspired by our Gemara, not just by logic, say that means you have a hefsek in your Amidah. So therefore, if you find yourself in this situation, not that you walked in late per se, because then of course you should be waiting and do it lechat You started Amidah, and the Kahal is already up to Hazarat Hashas, repetition of the Amidah. According to Rian Rabbeinu Tam, you continue reading whatever you're up to. You don't stop and listen. According to Rashi, it's otherwise. How do we defend Rashi? Not based on the sugya, logically speaking. Shomea Kaone means Kaone. It's as if you spoke. It's not that we, so to speak, see those words or listen to those words coming out of your mouth. It's as if you you got the, so to speak, check in the box as if you said the words, but you didn't actually. And Tosafot, as I told you, Shohan Aruch is posek lehalacha this way, right? Mikom akom nahagu ha'am lishtok v'lishmoa ve'gadol ha'minhag. Says Tosafot, however, the minhag is like Rashi. And Minhag is very great and grand and very significant. Which means to say, although we summarize the Gemara, let's summarize this segment in Tosafot, just the halakha and the debate of Rashi and, Tos, and Rabbeinu Tam and Ri. If a person finds themselves in a situation where they're praying Amidah, and there's something that they should be responding to, like Kaddish or Kedushah more specifically, under such circumstances, says Rashi, stop, listen, and have intent to fulfill. Says Rabbeinu Tamenri, what are you talking about? Then you have Efsek in your Amidah. Rashi would respond, although he wasn't there or wasn't recorded to as responding. So, Ka'one, it's as if you responded. Concludes Tosafot, that indeed is the Minhag. And Gadol HaMinhag, it is as a result as well, the Pesach Alachav Shohan Aruch, that you would and should in such a circumstance keep quiet, have intent to fulfill, as if you're saying the Nakdishach under such circumstances. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.